It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Your team every day. That's our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch our show and subscribe to our show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel, where sometimes I go live and break it all down like it did on yesterday's show, as Ben Johnson is... No longer the favorite for the Carolina Panthers head coaching job because he's staying in Detroit. So be sure to check out those episodes. If you ever miss one, it's okay. You can listen to every single episode right there in your podcast feed. Just be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a single edition of the show. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every single Friday, like tomorrow, I answer weekly Friday mailbag questions right here on the show to participate tomorrow. In the weekly Friday mailbag, either at me or DM me on Twitter at Julian Council. Today's episode of Lockdown Panthers is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, then you can win to ten times your money on your entry. First-time users can receive one hundred percent instant deposit match up to one hundred dollars with promo code Locked On. That's PrizePicks.com promo code Locked On. Now let me preface. This entire conversation that we're going to have by saying that this may or may not happen. This has not necessarily been reported, but it's been put out there into the ether ether as a possibility here in Carolina. If the stars align or if hell freezes over or if pigs fly or if the worst guy you know makes a great point. So... All this could be fake, could not happen, but it also could happen. So here it is. (laughs) Mike Florio, a pro football talk, put this out on Tuesday evening when I was live breaking down Ben Johnson, deciding not to come here to Carolina. Got off of that live show and saw that news and wanted to bury my head into the deepest pit on planet Earth. This is what Mike Florio had to say about the potential of Sean Payton, who we know is in the running to be the Panthers' next head coach. He will speak with David Tepper in Manhattan on Friday afternoon and also Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. potentially teaming up here in Carolina for your hometown Panthers. He said a year ago, No one knew that Saints coach Sean Payton and Buccaneers quarterback Tom Brady were trying to join forces with the Miami Dolphins. Eventually, word got out and bleep hit the fan and yada, yada, yada. The Dolphins don't have a first-round pick here in 2023. Now, with Brady poised to become a free agent in March and Payton currently drawing the interest of multiple teams, could Brady 
and Peyton land on the same team next year in 2023. Enter the Carolina Panthers. The last to officially join the Peyton Chase. Carolina has a very good defense, very good receivers. I wouldn't say that. A solid running game and an offensive line good enough to make it all go. They also have an owner who has been desperate and emphasis on desperate for a great coach and a franchise quarterback. Even though Brady would be a short-term option, he'd fill the stadium and create a ton of excitement, maybe only for a year. That's me saying that. Also, the NFC South currently is, to put it simply, not good. It sucks, Mike. The Panthers would instantly become the favorites to win the division. They could fatten up their record enough to become one of the top seeds, especially with the schedule rotation having them face the teams of the AFC South and NFC North in 2023. It makes plenty of sense. And it's hiding in plain sight. We'll find out in the coming weeks whether it happens. That, according to Mike Florio, the possibility of Sean Payton and Tom Brady teaming up in Carolina. Two guys that you have hated for the better part of 20 years. Now, hated in a football sense, not personally. I would certainly hope you don't hate these guys personally. Uh, They've probably never really done anything to you. Maybe you have met Tom Brady. You've met Sean Payton, and they did something wrong to you. I highly doubt that being the case. But yes, as Panther fans, we've watched Sean Payton on the opposite sideline there in New Orleans, that smug face that you would just like to hit right there, pal, right in the kisser, and you have not loved him. But if he comes here and wins games, I'm sure you will love him, and Roman Harper thinks you would too. Tom Brady literally took a Super Bowl from us. Since then, we have had success against Tom Brady, kicked his ass earlier this season, but then in the most important game of the season, he had a great day. More so Dante Jackson, J.C. Horn not playing was why he had a great day. Then Tom Brady still being that guy here in the modern NFL. Let me just say I hate everything about this. <laughs> I hate everything about the possibility that I have to, one, be a fan and root for Sean Payton. Two, be a fan and have to root for Tom Brady so that the Carolina Panthers can have success. I hate everything about that. I can get over that. What I really hate about this, though is what I've been talking to you about the last couple of days. Trading for a coach. The Carolina Panthers, according to Ian Rappaport, and the Cardinals that they get into it, the Texans, the Broncos, and every other team that wants to trade for Sean Payton are going to have to give up a first-round pick and likely more, according to Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network. The Carolina Panthers currently hold the ninth overall pick this season. If I'm the New Orleans Saints... I am not trading Sean Payton in division without the number nine pick from Carolina so that we, being New Orleans, can get a quarterback of the future, something they currently do not have with Dennis Allen and an organization right now. What I would not want to be doing if I'm the New Orleans Saints is allowing the Panthers to have Sean Payton and be in position to take a young quarterback this season. So I don't like the idea of trading for a coach at all because I don't want to give him an asset for a head coach when look at all the teams in the playoffs right now. Did a single one of those teams trade for their coach? The answer is no. The Chiefs did not have to trade for Andy Reid. I know the Rams are not in the playoffs. So they did not have to trade for Sean McVay. The 49ers did not have to trade for Kyle Shanahan. You can find capable winning football coaches without having to give up a first-round pick. That's why I'm against the whole Sean Payton thing. If you want to talk about, all right, well, 78 playoff teams have offensive coaches, and that's why the Panthers should get one, opposed to having Steve Wilkes or someone else be the head coach, 
then totally fine. But you do not have to give up a first-round pick to find someone who can win games for your football team. And I understand David Tepper is going to try and go the exact opposite of what he just had with Matt Rule and a guy who's barely spending time in the NFL, had no experience, his staff was terrible, to now getting Sean Payton, who has a ton of experience and looks like Vic Fangio would be his defensive coordinator. I understand the appetite for that. But trading for him, I don't get it. To me, it, as it feels like to me, if the Saints are, are smart, and I'm surprised, and I think what James Rowan about thinking that Panthers actually have a chance to get Sean Payton now is that I don't think he ever thought Mickey Loomis and Gail Benson and the Saints organization would let Carolina speak to Sean Payton. But they are, because they're trying to probably find a way to just fleece their division rival. But if they think Sean Payton's a good coach, then why would they let him stay in the NFC South. Maybe they don't think he's a good coach anymore. Maybe they think his best days have passed and that they'll be just fine with him in Carolina. I don't know. But I hate that part of it. Like I've been telling you all the last couple of days, I'm not saying that Sean Payton's not a good coach and it can't be a good coach. I just don't like the idea of giving up a first-round pick and then some for him when you could hire potentially Frank Reich, who's been to the playoffs before, who's been a coordinator on a Super Bowl-winning team. And also has the background of working with quarterbacks. When you can get Jim Caldwell, who's also been a head coach of a Super Bowl losing team, who has had success, you can get those guys instead of trading a first-round pick for Sean Payton. Again, not saying Payton can't have success here. It's just something that I don't necessarily want them to see them do in order to get Sean Payton. If Sean Payton no longer is under contract in New Orleans and it's 2024, then by all means, bring him here to Carolina. But right now, I don't love it. The second part of what I hate about it, it's not that Tom Brady, the greatest living American, like I like to jokingly call him, it's not about Tom Brady and my disdain for him as a Patriot and as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Because actually, I've enjoyed watching him in Tampa Bay and watching New England crumble. But what it is, is he's 45 years old, y'all. I didn't watch Monday Night Football, couldn't be bothered. I need my football on Saturdays for college, Sundays for the NFL, no thanks on Thursday, no thanks on Monday. Didn't want to watch it. Also, the Bucks sucked this year. And in large part, the O-line was no good, and also Tom Brady regressed. Father time, what do you know, has finally caught up to Tom Brady. He's 45, and to me, bringing Tom Brady in to Carolina is more of the same. It's no different. They're bringing in Teddy Bridgewater. They're bringing in Sam Darnold. Bringing in Baker Mayfield is a short-term fix, fingers crossed. It does not represent a long-term answer at the position. It does not stabilize the quarterback position for more than potentially 18, 19, maybe 20 weeks of the 2023 season. That's what it does. So, yeah, it could be great. You get Sean, you bring in Tom, and the Panthers win a bad division. How would that team be any different than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers of this year. They would be younger across the board. They would have a better coach. They would have Brady. But as far as what their ceiling would be, how would that be any different than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? And where are the Bucs going right now? They fired Byron Leftwich. They're losing their quarterback. Looks like they're going right into the basement. So I don't see how that really helps Carolina in the long term. And David Tepper has talked about sustained success. How are you going to have sustained success if you're giving up draft picks for a coach and then you're bringing a quarterback who's going to command a certain salary what might make it difficult for you to extend Brian Burns and maybe bring back Shaq Thompson and bring back Bradley Bozeman and extend um, Jeremy Chin and then get another receiver 
Get another defensive tackle. Get another edge rusher. Get another corner. All of these holes. The Panthers are not a coach and a quarterback away from winning the Lombardi Trophy. There are other spots that need to be fixed. So I don't love the idea of this. I'm, again, as I, bring, as I started the conversation, this is a possibility that's been put out there by Mike Florio. Not necessarily reporting, but a possibility of, hey, wherever Sean Payton lands, could he bring Tom Brady with him to basically put a middle finger to Roger Goodell and all the suits there from the NFL on Madison Avenue in Manhattan? That's what he's putting out there. But as far as does it make any sense to Carolina, as this apparently has been the conversation of the day, no, just do it the right way, David Tepper. I am begging you, please don't get out of your mind when you meet this man over a couple of martinis on Friday afternoon. Do it the right way. You have your general manager. Let him lead it. Let him be the guy to lead the search. And let him hire a coach. And then go out there and draft a quarterback. Do it the right way. It does not need to be this way. And another thought, too, is, okay, so even say the Saints decide, all right, we're going to let we're, we're going to take your 2024 pick. Maybe does it work? Possibly. That's the only way it works for me is that the Saints are like, all right, we'll take a 2024 pick and we'll take a couple picks from 2023. You can have your first round pick. You can have your quarterback. You can have your Sean. You can have Tom. Then maybe it works. Maybe it works then, too. But maybe it doesn't. I just have a hard time believing that New Orleans is going to let Carolina potentially have Sean Payton and a first-round pick here in 2023 to get their quarterback. But we'll see how it works out. But the Brady part of it, that's really the part that I hate. Because the Carolina Panthers need to stop trying to put a Band-Aid on the quarterback position and just go out there and draft a rookie early in the first round and develop him and put a good staff around him. They can do that with Sean Payton, potentially. But they don't do it with Tom, John Payton and Tom Brady. Come on, man. All right. Uh, let's take a quick pause here because Sean Payton is going to meet with David Tepper. And we'll talk about that down the road. But really, Steve Wilkes, though, where is his candidacy at in the meantime? Dan Graziano, Jeremy Fowler, both of ESPN, had a little reporting on that on Wednesday. We went into that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. This episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by friends over at betonline.net. It is your number one source of sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from the NFL to the NBA, college basketball, and so much more. They've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts like this one, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. They're always the fastest and the easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Again, y'all, if the Panthers, mainly David Tepper, want to trade for Sean Payton and want to give up a first-round pick, and likely more for a Super Bowl winning head coach. I am not against the whole Sean Payton piece of it. I'm just against going about it in that manner, where you're 
David, the thing about too, like people talk about like with David Tepper, he can spend whatever on a coaching salary. The coaching salary has no impact on your salary cap, has no impact on your draft picks. But by bringing in Sean Payton, you have to give up assets. And I just, I can't really get behind that. It's not how I want them to go about it. And you look at the rest of the league, no team in the playoff right now have gone out there and traded for a coach. Somehow, those teams have found a way to get a coach and not have to give up a first or any other picks for him. So why do the Carolina Panthers have to do that? And I understand if you want Sean Payton now, that's what you have to do. And it's possible that Sean Payton decides that, actually, I'm good. I don't want to go to Denver. I don't want to go to Houston. I don't want to go to Carolina. I'm going to stay in Fox or stay at Fox in L.A. and just wait and see what happens down the road. And you also have to wonder for a guy who's going to want personnel control, how's it going to work with Scott Bitterer? Is Scott no longer going to be the general manager here? And there might be some of y'all who say, hey, fine, whatever, good riddance, go away, Scott Bitterer. Just for me, I I hate, I don't love it. I don't love the idea of trading for him. I don't hate the idea of Sean Payton because I think he's a good coach. I hate the idea of how you acquire Sean Payton. And as far as the Tom Brady aspect, hate the idea of bringing a 45-year-old quarterback because, come on, he's 45. He was not that great this year. And also – just draft a rookie in the first round and be done with it and to draft and develop him enough with the whole like duct tape and, and gorilla glue and all that other nonsense that they've been doing the last couple of years. All right, Steve Wilkes, wh- where does he factor in all of this? I've seen from Greg Olson, who has a charity benefit coming up with the hardest yard uh, that, you know, the Levine Children's Hospital over at Atrium up here in Uptown Charlotte. I guess it's probably technically Midtown Charlotte and all that they do with him and his wife, Kara. I guess they're having something at Stake 48. But um, if you guys have ever been there, congratulations. Like, a lot of money to go to that place. Um, but either way, he's speaking to the media. Joe Person, he spoke to Will Kunkel, spoke to Phil Orban, everyone locally as that event's going on. And he was kind of breaking down the Carolina Panthers coaching search. And he was also telling people, hey, you know, be patient, be calm. Like, you got to trust in the ownership. I've laid out multiple times to why you can't trust the Panthers owner, but you have no choice but to, I guess, at this point in time when it comes to David Tepper, Tepper Sports Entertainment, and, and all that's going on there on 800 South Mint Street in Uptown Charlotte. But Greg also chimed in on the coaching search to talk about how He's biased, but he thinks Steve Wilkes is the right guy because of the leadership, the culture that he established. And I've been trying to tell you all that that is what should be a top of mind here in Carolina for David Tepper, not just, oh, hey, offensive coach, and oh, man, he's been a former quarterback. Hey, Super Bowl Lombardi, hey, absolutely. Like, there ain't nothing wrong with that with Sean Payton. But just how he's been just so tunnel vision on what an offensive coach. I read an excellent piece by Benjamin Solak of The Ringer on Wednesday afternoon about D'Amico Ryan's defensive coordinator in San Francisco, who's already denied an interview request here to Carolina. Now the reporting has been that he might circle back later on in the process. I think they're going to the Super Bowl, personally, the 49ers, so it might be a while, and I don't know if David Tepper is going to have the patience to wait to actually have multiple conversations, fingers crossed, with D'Amico Ryan's, who former players, the guys who played with him back in Alabama, they used to call him coach because he understood the defense and the offense so well that when he was a rookie in Houston, he spent a ton of time with Matt Schaub trying to understand not just the offensive formations, but the tendencies of offenses in those situations. And he was when he played, he would be calling out plays. You remember a guy we used to have here in Carolina who used to do that at a linebacker position, Luke Keekley? That's right. I think you guys probably think that Luke Keekley one day could be a great coach. Well, sounds like D'Amico Ryan's is kind of the same. He's played at a high level. He's 
had an amazing defense this year. Kyle Shanahan spoke in the world of him. Chip Kelly, apparently back when he was coaching, he said that, like, damn, a guy who I think could be a great coach one day could be D'Amico Ryans. Like, that seems like a guy that you would want. They talk about the leadership, the way he communicates. Like, depending on who he's talking to, he might be more like, hey, rah-rah. He might be more reserved. Just understanding the temperature of the room. Go talk to a guy like that. So that's just my whole thing with the whole search. It just feels like so tunnel vision. And now it seems like it's either going to be like Steichen, which, again, I've told y'all, I'm totally great with that. Sean Payton, and it might end up being Sean Payton because David Tepper, as we saw with Matt Rule, might just fall in love and be like, hey, I'm ready to give you the world. Let's get married. Again, not, not over. I keep saying again. But as I said, I'm not against whole Sean Payton being here. I'm just against how they would have to go about it, and I don't see how that helps the organization long-term, especially when he talks about sustained success. What you need to do is have your draft capital to build your roster and develop those players, especially when you don't have a ton of cap space. But either way, up to what I tease. Jeremy Fowler, uh, Dan Graziano, those guys tag team on ESPN.com as NFL insiders always put their uh, weekly notebook together about what they're hearing and this is what they had on Steve Wilkes. Jeremy Fowler says in Carolina, Wilkes will likely be a finalist, but there's a feeling among some in the league that owner David Tepper will go offense. Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson returning to Detroit was an interesting move because the Panthers were excited to speak with him, which means the Panthers were going to hire him. He appeared to have some traction there, but there's plenty of time for a candidate to sway Panthers brass too. Um, Wilkes has a strong offensive plan in place should he get the job. I think I saw that Brian Johnson, the quarterback coach up there in Philadelphia, is who people think would be the OC here in Carolina if Steve Wilkes is the head coach and of course Al Holcomb would stay on as the defensive coordinator and that has been the key piece for Steve Wilkes we've seen how he's led the team we've seen all that but they're going to bring in a young quarterback I think that's way more likely than Tom Brady coming in here even with Sean Payton they're going to bring in a young quarterback who needs to be developed and having the right offensive coaching staff is paramount whether it's Steve Wilkes is the coach or Shane Steichen, or any of the other candidates out there. Dan Graziano also added that he's hearing the same stuff as far as Wilkes go, so that the Panthers are leaning towards one of the younger offensive guys. So, as I've been telling y'all since last week, just does not look like Steve Wilkes is going to get the job here in Carolina. It's unfortunate, but still a possibility. And Ben Johnson pulling out of the search, it's huge. And there's a possibility, too, that Sean Payton might not be interested here in Carolina, and he might back out as well and focus attention to Denver or Houston or waiting until next year in that cycle and seeing maybe the Dallas job ever opens up or the Chargers job opens up and he can go there and go somewhere where he actually wants to be at and a place that already has an established quarterback that he can work with. We'll see how it all works out. If that happens, then that helps Steve Wilkes, and it probably comes down to Steve Wilkes and Shane Steichen. But right now, Wilkes, Steichen, Peyton, those to me seem like the three guys who are at the top of the list here in Carolina. All right, let's take another quick pause here. Got more updates on the coaching search as Sean Payton and the Carolina Panthers are expected or set to meet, rather, tomorrow in Manhattan. So we'll get into that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. And if you're like me, when you want to eat healthier but you don't want to compromise taste, then, man, I've got just the thing for you. you got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you. They're perfect for your New Year's resolution. So what makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're all covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, 
butter brownie and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they're healthy, only 130 calories, four grams of sugar and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't have to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. You can still do that, but now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. And if you're close to a Sam's Club and, of course, a member, run in and grab a 13-bar box with their hit new flavors, brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, a couple more updates here on the Carolina Panthers coaching search as Sean Payton is set to meet with the Carolina Panthers owner David Tepper on Friday in Manhattan. Mark Maskey of the Washington Post, been covering the league for a long time, does a lot of good work covering what's going on with that mess in Washington, that being the Commanders. Mark Maskey tweeted out on Wednesday saying, Panthers owner David Tepper would give Sean Payton, in quotes, just about anything he wants to be the team's coach. One source says it's not clear. However, how enthusiastic Payton is at this point about the opportunity in Carolina, but apparently David Tepper is ready to give Sean Payton the world, which is not surprising at all. It could end up being a bidding war for Sean Payton when it comes to the Carolina Panthers and the Denver Broncos. Payton interview with Denver on Wednesday morning. Apparently, the interview went for several hours. If you did not know this, the family that owns the Broncos now owns Walmart, which means that they are much richer than David Tepper, so they could spend whatever they want. And I'm sure there's also a limit to all this. I don't really think it – I don't really feel like the Bolin family is going to really outbid David Tepper – as far as, like, they're not going to be giving Sean Payton, like, $2 billion in ownership stake into their teams. Like, it's not going to get to the ridiculous numbers. Like, if one of them wants to give Sean Payton 15, the other one could give him 16. It just comes down to if Sean Payton wants to go there and if he likes the situation. I don't really think, like, money is going to get into the way. But what could get in the way is George Payton right now, who's the general manager out there in Denver, he is reporting ownership. The head coach is no longer going to report to him. So Sean Payton could, in a way, basically push George Payton out the door, take over control of the roster, and control the organization, and do it his way. I don't know how it's going to go here in Carolina, because David Tepper told us back when he fired Matt Rule that in the future he likely would not go back to a situation where a coach had as much control over the roster as Matt Rule had. Now, devil advocate go, the thing about that was, Matt Rule, and I might I might get this wrong too as far as the whole devil's advocate thing, but not whatever, not immaterial. David Tepper, but the thing, when David Tepper gave Matt Rule control, Matt Rule didn't have a lot of experience in the NFL as a head coach or even as a position coach. Sean Payton has a load of experience coaching quarterbacks, calling plays, being a head coach, winning a Super Bowl. It would make sense to allow Sean Payton to have that amount of control. But we've also seen in the past how things 
have fallen apart. You look at what's going on with the Saints in the cap situation, where they're at now with their quarterback situation. Look at Houston. Bill O'Brien was a fine coach there. But once he got roster control, things did not work out there in Houston. There's got to be checks and balances. And I think it makes more sense for the general manager to be the guy who goes out there and mainly it's the players. But obviously, the head coach has to have input. But it sounds like David Tepper might be willing to allow Sean Payton to come here and take control and, in a way, push Scott Fitter off to the side. That might be the best thing for the organization. Who knows? Uh, once again, Ian Brappaport of the NFL Network saying that every team interested in Payton are willing to meet the Saints' asking price, which is a first-round pick and likely more. So from everything he's heard, the Panthers, the Broncos, the Texans are all willing to meet what the, what the uh, Saints are asking for. Now, for Carolina, the key question is, is it the 2023 first-round pick or is it the 2024 first-round pick? Because if it's 2023, that's a non-starter. If it's 2024, then okay, we can have talks. That's far more palatable to me. I still don't love the principle of, of trading for a coach, but I'll take that way over 2023 where I'm not taking that deal at all. Um, a couple more things here, too. Uh, Carolina is interviewing defensive coordinators uh, concurrently with its interview for the head coach, as we know, um, former Broncos coach Vic Fangio, who has been attached to potentially be the new defensive coordinator for Sean Payton, wherever Sean Payton goes. Um, he's a leading candidate to run a defense at the Panthers were to hire an inexperienced offensive-minded head coach. Ben Johnson is who it looked like they had in mind for that. Shane Steichen, that would make sense too. As Fangio's worked as a consultant on that defensive staff in Philadelphia this year. So there's got to be some semblance of a relationship between him and Steichen. So there's a possibility that Fangio comes over as the DC to help out Shane Steichen, which I think would be a dynamite pair if they can do that. I would also love a dream team. I think this is what uh, Greg Olson brought up in his article or his conversation with Joe Person, that he would love a dream team of Steve Wilkes as the OC, Al Holcomb as the DC, and then Frank Reich as quarterback coach and as the OC as well. So I, if we can get the Steichen and Fangio pairing, or if we can get the Wilkes and Reich and Holcomb trio, I'm feeling good about that. I like that a lot more than the Peyton Brady kind of stuff that we could have. But it's Peyton Vic Fangio, and you only give up a 2024 first-round pick and likely more. I can live with all three of those scenarios. So Peyton, Fangio, you give up the first-round pick in 2024. I can deal with that. The Wilkes, Holcomb, Reich, go get your quarterback. I'm cool with that. The Steichen, Fangio, figure out yeah, and get your quarterback. I'm cool with that as well. So those three scenarios – I think can all be wins for the Carolina Panthers in hopefully the interim and maybe even the long term. But we have no idea how it's going to work out at the end of the day. One final thing, Peter Schrager of uh, Good Morning Football and the NFL Network and also Fox. Got a lot of jobs there, Peter. Uh, Buffalo Bills OC Ken Dorsey is scheduled to interview with the Carolina Panthers on Saturday. Per his league sources, Dorsey was a quarterback coach for Carolina during their recent Super Bowl season, which was, of course, back in 2015. So not all that recent, but the most recent, as the other one was 2003. As we all know, Cardiac Cats keep pounding. All that was born that year. Good for Ken. I would love to see what he has to say to David Tepper, um, and I think that could work out. We, I know we gave him and Mike Shula a lot of flack for – what happened during those years as far as like how you felt about the play calling, whether it was aggressive enough and all that kind of stuff. Was it too stale? They had the best offense in the league in 2015 because Cam went berserk, but they still had the best offense in the league 
with an older Jonathan Stewart, Greg Olson, who was fantastic, Ted Ginn Jr., Philly Brown, um, freaking Jericho Cotchery, um, Devin Funches, who's trying to go to the NBA now, apparently. They had the best offense in the league. Like, they had success. A large part of it was having Cameron Jarrell Newton as your quarterback, but he had success. And he's gone out there and done a pretty good job helping coach Josh Allen under Brian Dable and now is the OC there in Buffalo. So I'm glad to see that Ken's going to get an interview and I'm wondering how it's going to work out. And I'm hoping that David Tepper reaches out, tries to speak to Biko Ryans and tells him, hey, I'm not completely laser focused on getting an OC or an offensive coach. I like, I actually want to talk to you. I've heard a lot of good things about you and I think you could be a great leader for my football team. I want to have a conversation. So there's the update on today as Carolina Panthers are still about what? I guess officially, I mean, it's been months, but really in earnest, about nine, ten days into their coaching search and finding hopefully the next leader here in Carolina that can take them to the sustained success that David Tepper promised us and actually hoist the Lombardi Trophy. All right, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network hosted by yours truly, again, Julian Council. Make sure to watch the show Subscribe to the show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. Check us out wherever you listen to this podcast and all your favorite podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe so you never miss a single episode. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter at Julian Council, where tomorrow I'll answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on the show, either at me or DM me over on Twitter at Julian Council to participate on the show. In the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole. As always, keep pounding, and I'll talk to you all on Friday. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.